Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30pm for our weekly discussion. From Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Let's read the entire Bible in 2021 with The Bible Unmasked. Welcome to episode 34 of the Bible Unmasked. We are reading the Bible through this year at our church plantation, SDA Church. And um, we are doing every week that we are answering questions um, from our pastors from our church. And today we have our beloved pastor, Dexter Thomas. Welcome, Dexter Thomas. Thank you, ma'am. I am your host today, Elizabeth Thomas, and we are so happy to be airing this again for you this week. Um, So as you know, these are aired Sunday evenings on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to PlantationSDA.TV or um, I think we have some other channel as well. So definitely you want to get notified when we're doing this and to invite your families and friends. We want to um, reach out to the people to get to know who is who is God and what is his word all about? And this is excellent opportunity to do that. So thank you again for joining with us and welcome. We are going to get right into it today. Um, we have some questions and um, if you have questions as you're going along, we want to hear from you. So if you have questions, please text them to 954 954- Three eight 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 seven eight zero, and I will give that number to you again at the end. Let's begin with a word of prayer and dive right into it. So, Pastor Thomas, if you can please pray for us. God, friend, the one who reveals himself through the beauty of the Bible, I pray that you would you'd bring hope, you'd bring comfort, and God, you would you would just give us a deeper love for your word, um, for imbibing it and for sharing it bless our journey this day in the name of our friend jesus amen amen uh so i'm excited here we are we're still in the old testament we are getting closer to that new testament and some that'll be interesting when we get to that but here we are with the prophets uh, prophet jeremiah was he he was a minor prophet right? major prophet oh, a major. big book big so book. what determines what a oh a major the size of the book the size of the book yeah, yeah had, and that's a good first question that you accidentally ask. <laughs> yeah, so the major and minor is not determined by their importance or generally their significant role. They just grouped it in the size of the book itself. So I think that's a good distinction right there to highlight. Okay, so we're still in the majors and we're near the end of the Old Testament. Old Testament. So you're gonna the minor, yeah, those last 12 books considered okay. the minor prophets. So I guess we aren't that close. Well, we yeah. kind of, I was like, oh, we're getting closer. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, we're about 17 books away. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, and how many are in the whole Old Testament? 39. Oh, okay. Good. Look at this guy. You just off the top of your head like that. I got it. I got it. Bible man. (laughs) Okay. So last week, they um, were discussing Jeremiah 15. I haven't. Yeah, Jeremiah 15 15 to to, to chapter 36. 36, Yes. And I love love the fact that, you know, we, we heard about Jeremiah in the potter's house and God's yearning and his heart to mold our lives. You read about Jeremiah, that's in Jeremiah 18, and he read in Jeremiah 20 last week when Jeremiah had the 
he, I mean, he was done with prophesying. He's like, God, find somebody else. Please just leave me alone. But he's like, man, there's fire. His word is like fire. Shut up in my bones. I, I, I just, I got to speak. That's 20 and verse 9. Um, and then, then you got to chapter 29, which you know is one of my favorite chapters, right? Yes. Um, I know the thoughts that I have for you. I know the plans that I have for you. But most importantly, I like the fact that from 29, 1 to, to 9, and this, this, especially, this especially applies to us today. We are eagerly awaiting the second coming of our blessed Redeemer, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah's Israel was in Babylon in captivity, but yet still God sent a word to them. Look, you plant, you build, you seek the welfare of the city. And I love that. I love that, Sister Thomas, mm-hmm. because, because God expects us, right, to build up the city where we are. Not just the church, mm-hmm. but the city. He expects you to involve in it, be involved civically. You have a role to play. In, in the people that's running your city. Do your part. Plant. Build. Marry. Live your life. And, and, and what Jeremiah reminds me of. I'm preaching. Sorry. What Jeremiah 29 reminds me of. Is the need to prepare to meet thy God. While occupy until I come. We live between those two dualities. Is that a word? Right? Until the second coming. Then we jumped into chapter 31, where God talked about the everlasting covenant and creating a new heart within us. So that was a rich journey. That was a rich journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I, um, I was going to mention 2911 because that is a, a verse that is well known that you memorize a lot of yeah. times or that just really touches you and grabs you. Um, so I guess, though, also really when you're thinking about a place to live, maybe you shouldn't just be thinking about the church, but also just, the, you know, the the surrounding. Like God has people there that we need to reach. Yeah, so, definitely. So, you know, here in Plantation, um, I know some of you live, though, maybe in Davie or Coconut Creek or Boca Raton or wherever you live, think about the people that are living around you. Get to know them. Yeah. And God has a place for you there. Amen. Yes. Okay. That was from last week. But we are going to now continue with Jeremiah. And we are going to actually just finish this book of um, Jeremiah with, um, we're doing 37 to 52. And um, let's get into it. And I have my Bible here. So I hope that you all have your Bibles also. And you can follow along with me as I'm reading and as I have these questions that I'm putting out there for you to answer. Okay, here we go. So if you open up to Jeremiah 37, verse 7, it says, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to the king of Judah, who sent you to me to inquire of me, Behold, Pharaoh's army, which has come up to help you, will return to Egypt to their own land. So how do we know when we have a false hope that contradicts a false prophecy. Right. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. Good question. A false hope. When we get false hope that contradicts um, actually a prophecy, right? Mm-hmm. And let me let me say this. This is, a, this is a really good time to be studying Jeremiah and his prophecies. Because someone said to me about the, the um, pandemic or the vaccine. Recently, they said to me, the vaccine is... Sunday Lord Jr. Mm. Right? And I know how I know how Adventists function. We see doomsday in every earth-shattering event. Mm. 
Mm. And let me let me just let you know, if you are waiting for major, major catastrophe for you to get ready for Jesus to come, you are in a lot of problems spiritually. I, I don't mean to, to drop it like it's hot like that, right. but I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you guys. You know, preparation for Jesus coming, yes. it's not signs, but is in knowing the Savior. Because too many people know the signs, but they don't know the Savior. Amen. They know about the last days, but they don't know the Lord of the last days. And that bothers me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your, your best way to be prepared for Jesus is to be in an intimate, loving relationship with Jesus. Let me answer your question now. Yeah. Um, so here, here's the context. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah kept prophesying that the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, is going to come rip Israel apart. Mm -hmm. Right? It's going to destroy the city. And then the Egyptian starts marching towards Jerusalem and the Babylonians, the Chaldeans start retreat, retreating. So now all of a sudden they're like, well, Jerry, you might be false because now we have hope. Egypt is going to protect us. And Jeremiah had to like, like, dude, no, you, you bricks, you know, pull your bricks. Because let me tell you why God's prophecies happens whether whether you see false hope or not, whether it looks like it's going to digress or not. In, in fact, verses, verses 10 to 11 of chapter 37, Jerry was being tongue and cheek. He's like, look, if you should wipe out all the Babylonians and there are a few wounded men left, like, like probably like blind guys, guys in wheelchairs, they're going to rise up and they're going to destroy the city and the Egyptians. Yeah. What Jeremiah was saying is that when God gives a word, when God gives a word, nothing stands in its way. So our job as the church is simply to be in line with God's prophecies and prediction. And what I mean by being in line, in the last days it's prophesied that there are gonna, there are gonna be some people who are not gonna be living right, who are gonna be considered goats. And there are other people who are gonna be loving unbroken humanity that Jesus calls sheep. Your job as you prepare for Christ's coming is live like a sheep. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm preaching again. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Sister Thomas. Okay, that's okay. Good. Okay, let's keep going um, to 30, um, 38. Okay, here we go. 38 verse 6. So they took Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Malchiah, the king's son, which was in the court of the prison. And they let Jeremiah down with ropes. And in the dungeon there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sank in the mire. That sounds worse than prison. Oh, goodness. It's a dungeon. Mire is, means like mud. mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, what a, that sounds <laughs> dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Not a nice place to be. The dungeon. Why would God allow this for yeah. one of his prophets to have that suffering and to be put in a dungeon? How can he be reaching people? He's stuck in a dungeon. Exactly. You know, and let me let me just say this. One, one of the things, as I mentioned the vaccine earlier, one of the things I am definitely um, anti, I am anti-forced vaccination. Um, and when my friend said Sunday, Lord Jr., I think he was onto something apart from we we being doomsday lovers you know um like we we endorse and we enjoy evil coming on the planet because it means the second coming of christ is is at the door right that's how sick bad 
prophetic interpretation makes our thinking. But 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 he said something that that intrigued me because it, it, it the, the the way they are trying to force people or mandate the vaccine, um, it, it does feel like Revelation thirteen where you won't be able to buy or sell except you have the mark of the beast in your right hand or forehead. So it does feel it, it feels like a like a like a precursor um, for what powers the governments would have. Right. Um, and, and what I want to say about about this Jeremiah 38 is that you will not even when you're serving God, speaking for him, don't always expect good results. A lot of times you'll be ill treated, you'll be ostracized and you'll be you'll be you'll be maligned and marginalized for speaking up for God. Now, I, I say that with caution. Because I'm not in agreement with these people who are preaching anti-vax um, and, and discouraging people. If, if people feel comfortable taking the vaccine, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that you... Some people are more anti-vax than they are for Jesus. And that's, that's how I know they've gone off the deep end. They preach it like a gospel, right? So a lot of times we, we stand up for the wrong things. We die on the wrong hill and you think you're doing God's service. It kind of reminds me of John 16, 3, not John 3, 16, John 16, 3, where, where Jesus said some of them would kill you and think they're doing God's service. Don't fall in that camp, right? Follow your word and stop dying on the wrong hill. You, a lot of us, we are fighting the wrong battles, but Jerry was fighting the right battle. He was preaching what God placed on his heart. He's like, look, I wish I could preach nice things to you guys. I wish I could tell you, Jerusalem, the walls will never go down. And this place is going to last for the next 500,000 years. I'll be lying. You're about to, this place is about to be blown up because you're living ugly and nasty lives. You know, he was just shooting from the hips because he had to. That's the word he got from God, right? And, and he suffered for it. So again, Bad things happening to good people. I, I think the Lord allowed it um, because he gave Jeremiah what it took to withstand it. It didn't mean it was nice. It didn't mean it was fun. And I'm not saying that as a form of comfort. Comfort, Because, you know, sometimes you're going through struggles and God, and people are saying, well, God knows you can handle it. Well, well, hey, God, help me not to handle it so you don't send it to me. That's what people would say, right? Yeah. So sometimes it's an ugly way to comfort people. Or God chose you for this suffering. Uh-uh. Choose my cousin, Jesus, not me. Mm-hmm. Right? Ugly ways to comfort people. However, however, God designed Jeremiah, the grieving prophet. Um, his, he had broad shoulders. It didn't mean God enjoyed doing it to him. Because God didn't do it to him. Mm-hmm. These wicked people did it to him. Right. And a lot of times, because we live on a sinful planet, Bad things just happen for good people. And the other thing is, God was able, and again, to redeem Jeremiah's suffering um, as a witness to these evil people. His blood, their blood was never on his shoulders. Hmm. Okay, let's keep going now to Jeremiah 38, verse 14 and 15. Then Zedekiah the king sent and had Jeremiah the prophet brought to him at the third entrance of the house of the Lord. And the king said to Jeremiah, I will ask you something. Hide nothing from me. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, If I declare it to you, will you not surely put me to death? And if I give you counsel, will you 
not listen to me?、Mm. So, how can you continue to give advice to people who aren't listening? Ah, whoa, 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 what a question.、Um, and a lot of times you give advice to people who are not listening. One, because you never could tell they may not be listening now, but you never、mm. could tell if that seed would be planted in their hearts、mm. and down the road the word would come back to, to speak to them. Right. Right?、Um, you give advice to people who are not listening. Sorry, sad to say, in Zedekiah's case, that didn't happen.、Mm-hmm. You know, he died because of his stubbornness.、Mm-hmm. But you want it to be a witness. You were warned. I, I know there's a picture painted by Auntie Ellen where at the end of time there'll be this panoramic view where the wicked who are going to be lost for all eternity are going to get a view, almost like a, like a DVD rewind, right?、Mm-hmm. Of all the scenes where God convicted them, where He spoke in the, to their hearts, where they had an opportunity to repent, and they constantly kept saying, No, no, no.、Hmm. At the end of the day, everybody would say, God is just、hmm. and He's righteous. I deserve what I get.、Mm-hmm. Yeah? So it's, it's also a witness,、hmm. right? So you, you want to share. Even to people who you think is hopeless. And Jeremiah wasn't being mean, he was being gentle, and he was pleading with the king. Man, listen. And, and you know what? You know what I like about Jerry? is He was reasonable. He knew the king had、um, to save face, he knew the king didn't want to be a punk. And he's like, Look, dude, I know your fears. You think they, 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 the, 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 those who have escaped to the Chaldeans, they're going to take advantage of you. God got you. God got you. Um, um, Zeddy, but this fool was so stubborn and filled with self and ego, it blocked the Spirit of God from reaching him. Don't, don't be there, family. Don't be there. Allow your hearts to be softened by God's word so that you wouldn't perish on account of your stubbornness. Okay, let's keep going now to Jeremiah 41 and verse 8. But ten men were found among them who said to Ishmael, Do not kill us, for we have treasures of wheat, barley, oil, and honey in the field. So he desisted and did not kill them among their brethren. What do we learn from the ten men that Ishmael spared? Ishmael spared, Ishmael, huh? Ishmael, sorry. Yeah, so let, let me just talk a little bit about my style of. Running through these questions. And by the way, guys, please, you know, I, like I said the last time we presented, our numbers are going down. Well, they're kind of holding steady, but really low. I looked at the last episode, I saw 16, 67 views. Man, let's get this thing back up to two and 300.、Um, and I really want to encourage you, this is such a blessed thing, trying to get the family of God hooked on the Word of God. This is our anchor, this is our stabilizer, not your conspiracy stuff. That you're reading from all these strange sources. No, it's God's word, which is why, as a church, God raised up a few people and inspired them to, to ask the leaders, let's go through the Bible throughout the year. Let's call it Bible Unmasked, right? And, and so, so please share this thing with a friend, send them the link, send them the views,、um, make some comments in, in the chat. You know, show people that we're involved, we engage, send them a tweet of something we, we said. Get people, get people engaged again, people who would have 
stop looking at it tell him hey just just grab 10 minutes if you need to right but but please let's get back on board we have five four months to go let's get through the, the rest of the bible even if you would have skipped some months all right i'm done with the promo but i was talking about what i do mm-hmm. so i listened to pastor jen um principal rob pastor marsh um dr k mccoy these guys and lady are erudite scholars my approach to the bible is more motivational um it's more motivational not that they are not motivational but they're a lot more theological they, they they go so deep man good grief you know you need a submarine sometimes um to catch the depth of their insights what i try to do is i try to show you how it inspire my day-to-day experience right um so i'm looking at this at this passage so here's the context um ishmael just took out the leaders of 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 the ragtag band that was left in um in that the nebuchadnezzar left in israel in judah and 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 so he says yeah murdering guy and then 80 people came to visit the leaders and dude just he deceived them and he goes about wiping all of them out just killing them what a waste that's what bloodshed does okay moving on to our next question and our next question here is from jeremiah 43 and let's look at verse 6 and 7. men women children the king's daughters and every person whom nebuchadnezzar oh no nebuzaradan the captain of the guard had left with Gedaliah the son of Ahiakim, the son of Shaphan, and Jeremiah the prophet, and Baruch the son of Neriah. So they went to the land of Egypt, for they did not obey the voice of the Lord, and they went as far as Tapanhas. Tapanhas. Lots of yeah, words. I know. <laughs> I know. Helpful <laughs> there. Okay, let's get to our question about that, though. It's so what were they hoping to accomplish by taking Jer- Jeremiah to Egypt? Right. This might be left field, but I what I think they were doing is they were hoping to force God's blessings on them. Mm. Um, somehow, even though they ill-treated Jeremiah, even though they call him a liar, they knew, they knew he was God's mouthpiece. Mm. And for some strange reason, I'm thinking they thought if they could bring him with them, that would be God's protection on them. It kind of reminded me of what the Israelites did in 1 Samuel chapter 4. They were unrepentant. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were ungodly. Mm-hmm. But they just, they went to war with the Philistines and they're like, hey, let's fetch the Ark of the Covenant. Right, that's you know, what you know? I was thinking of. Yeah, it's like, because if God is with us, mm-hmm. even as a symbol, mm-hmm. then we can still have his blessings mm-hmm. without living um, out his precepts. Right. And those things always backfire, mm-hmm. you know, because they went to Egypt and they were still scattered. And my, my guy, Jerry, he still blew a trumpet and he still prophesied. He still told them God's word, even in Egypt. Mm. didn't also the surround like back to the israelites didn't they steal the ark of the covenant and they yeah oh, they're kind of, um what are the, the philistines, philistines? they probably were thinking the same thing correct correct yes. which is so ridiculous but that's how religiousness religiosity mm. makes a mockery out of our common sense mm-hmm. and there's a something there's something i usually say in sabbath school class that a lot of us you know we park our brain outside of the church 
and then come inside the church empty-headed. We, we just don't think. And I, I like this Bible on mask mm-hmm. because it, it shows us that the Bible challenges us to think. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes us probe the, 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 the depth of, of, of God's love and God's wisdom. Right. That's why I really encourage you, family, you know, get people hooked on the words. Send out a tweet. Post on Facebook. We do Bible and Mask every Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Plantation TV. Let them know that this is an awesome program. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pastors are mad insightful, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. So, so what was I saying again? Oh, yeah. So the Philistines. Yeah, okay. They defeated the Israelite and stole their God, as it will. Mm-hmm. And now they think that same God is going to protect them. So okay. they put it in their the house of their God. Nonsense. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Let's keep going. Um, We're going to both chapter 47 and 48 have judgment on Philistia, judgment on Moab, Moab, judgment on who else? On Ammon, judgment on Edom, judgment on Damascus, I think, yeah. Judgment on Kedar and Hazar. All throughout there it has these judgments on these other nations. So why were these judgments there for these foreign nations? How were they supposed to hear that judgment? So was it Jeremiah was the one telling them yeah. this? Okay. Yeah, yeah. To good. these nations, like to their kings. Yeah, that's a good question too. Um, and I am so intelligent. I could answer any questions any one of you ask me. Oh, wow. Because there's an answer like, I don't know. No. Hey. Yeah, that's an answer too, right? <laughs> but but here, here's my wild guess at that at that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, w- there wasn't any internet. So it's not like, you know, um, they put up an Instagram account and Philistia and Moab would be reading these posts. Mm-hmm. But remember, Israel was a hub and it was a crossroads Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was like a major hub for the then known world. Right. You know, you pass through Jerusalem on your way too. Mm-hmm. So who knows if as Jeremiah stood and preached in the squares or wherever he preached, mm-hmm. that people from several nations on their way would hear his cry. And what it says, it says that God had people in every part of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Israel's, Israel's mission was to be the light Mm-hmm. bearer of God's love and God's call mm-hmm. for the sheep which were in other folds mm-hmm. and that's what I believe so it shows his love but it shows that he's warning them before mm-hmm. it's too late for them right yeah and I guess that's where really we're gonna see in the end you know when um when we're in heaven or that thousand year period or whatever that we're gonna see how god really did try come on to save everybody come on that it was you know he every he pulled out every stock yes thing to yes to reach them the richness the depth the breath of his love is it cannot be fathomed Mm -hmm. And, and these are little snippets of him pleading with fallen humanity come home right before you jump in, mm-hmm. y'all, I have to do my ad. <laughs> Every time I do my ad, I see people signing up for um, for my free devotional. The reason I like Bible Unmasked is, um, you know, last year, God placed on my heart, you know, help get people connected with my word. You know, when you, when you read God's word, you are being habitually influenced by God. Um, so I wrote the book, Discovering Hope in 66 places it's a devotional people could actually purchase it but you could get it for free 
You know, some people get stuff for free and they still want a discount. Don't be like that, please. <laughs> but you can get it for free by going to innovativeoutreach.com, innovativeoutreach.com, and just subscribe to it and it will come to your email. Um, it will come to your inbox as a daily email. Here's what I do. I go through the entire Bible thematically. So I have a theme that's practical, that's motivational, and that's relevant to your day-to-day life. Like for Revelation, the theme I have for Revelation is, is knowing who holds the future is better than knowing what the future holds. Mm-hmm. And it's, it goes back to the point I made earlier, right? Mm-hmm. That the best preparation for the second coming of Jesus is not knowing the signs, but is knowing the Savior. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, um, and, 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 and then for, for, um, for, what is the book? For the book of Hebrews, you know, my theme is standing strong through, through a superior savior. And, and, and what I do in Hebrews is, is they were going through, um, persecution and they were resorting back to Judaism Mm -hmm. and, and Paul in the, in the book of Hebrews, 18 times he says Jesus is better. He's better than Moses, better than the angels, better than you have a better priest, better promises, better covenant. Jesus' blood is a better speaking blood. We have a better resurrection. What he's showing them to give them strength, to give them hope, to face their trials is that no, don't go back. What you have in Christ is better. And that should boost you. That should give you courage, right? So I I go through all these themes for what we are going through currently in our day-to-day struggles, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, like the book of Titus, for me, that's an HR manual. You want to know how to hire people? You want to know how to be a really awesome employee or a great hire? Don't just go on LinkedIn. No, hit the book of Titus, right? Where I open your eyes um, to the qualities that you need to develop and the characteristics right? For being a great hire. So real practical themes I find. So go to innovativeoutreach.com and you sign up for your free daily inspirational um, call Discovering Hope in 66 Places. Back to the questions. <laughs> that wants, makes you want to read Book of Hebrews now. Though. Oh yeah, it's really encouraging. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now we just did the judgment on these foreign nations, but now we come to chapter 50 and it is the judgment on Babylon and Babylonia, which I'm curious, what's the difference between Babylon and what it, well, I've heard Babylon, but what is Babylonia? Yeah, one would be this, uh, they are basically cities, city and then the nation. Oh, You know, Babylon, the big old nation and Babylonia would be, like like the cities, some cities inside of Babylon. But some of these names are interchangeable, like the Chaldeans, you know, is the Babylonians also. Oh, okay. Okay, so we have judgment on them. And it, it does, as you're going through chapter 50, you see that Babylon is destroyed. Was this supposed to comfort the Israelites? Huh, good question. So remember, I don't know if you remember that Daniel... Um, Daniel read Jeremiah. He was a student of this prophet. Mm. And um, when 70 years was coming to an end, I'm now in Daniel chapter 9, right? 8 mm-hmm. and 9. Mm-hmm. The whole 2300-day prophecy, mm-hmm. it, it, God gave it to Daniel in response to his prayer because of Jeremiah. Because mm. he knew Jeremiah said 70 years mm-hmm. and they're out. Right. And the 70 years was about to, to, to be up. You know, this is after Daniel, you know... Um, um, 
before the you know when he was older and he's like god you give a word through jerry what's what's up and god gave him the, the prophecies you know and comforted him mm-hmm. gave him hope it's a few more days to go kind of thing right um jeremiah was was uh, there, there are a couple of things with this sometimes you have to be careful with your influence especially those of us who have authority over people either they are our employees or they're our kids um or we are teachers be careful with your influence because god will hold us accountable for how we treat people that's entrusted to us mm-hmm. if you have influence over people god has entrusted them to you the babylonians were sent to scold israel for for turning their backs on god through idolatry and sabbath breaking mm-hmm. that's why they went into exile mm-hmm. but the babylonians overdid it mm-hmm. They, 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 they basically butchered God's people. They were cruel and ugly. And God is like, I hate ugly. I hate ugly. I gave you permission to scold them, but not to be ugly and evil and demonic. Mm-hmm. And basically, those from Babylon who would have read or heard about the prophecies, because you, you notice, you notice, they knew about Jeremiah. Because when they, when they came and destroyed the city, the, the leaders in, 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 in the army said, hey, there's a, there's a, there's a cat, there's a dude who's a prophet, he's been telling people, surrender to us. You know, we got his back. Mm-hmm. So they knew about Jeremiah, you know, for the evidence that his prophecies most likely would have gotten out to so many of these places, right? So God was warning them, you're going to get back double for ill-treating my people. Mm-hmm. Not because they're dung and out and they're sinful, you know, you're, you're going to treat them like utter filth. You're going to get back. So it's a warning to all of us. Those who God has entrusted to our care, be prayerful how you handle your influence over people. Here's the next thing. Mm -hmm. It was a reminder to the Israelites in Babylon, hope is on its way. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be here forever. Weeping may endure for a night. I don't care if the night lasts 70 years, but guess what? Set your alarm because joy is coming in the morning. That was Mm -hmm. a preaching thing there. It's a preaching thing. So again, family, please. Jump into Bible and Mask every Sunday. Connect folks to what we're doing. Get the numbers back up from 67 into the two and three hundreds. I mean, Pastor McCoy, Dr. Dr. Gervon Marsh, um, Dr. Jen, Principal Rob, they are just men, they're watering our hearts with wisdom from God's word. Don't let this be wasted, please. Mm-hmm. So now that ends the book of Jeremiah. Um, and what I heard um, from uh, when I was at um, studying at the university, another theologian student was talking there about how, oh, Jeremiah, he, you know, there were prophets, many prophets who won, you know, nations over or whatever, like you think of Jonah. You know, he was sent to Nineveh. He didn't want to go, but then Nineveh turned around. But here, Jeremiah, he didn't really get anybody. He just got... You know, he had some servant... um, Baruch. Baruch, yes, with him. And that's the only one who really kind of turned over to God. So um, I don't know what question to come out of that, but I guess my thought is that, you know, we don't know... You know, we may not see the fruit of our labor. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, I think about that for myself, even as a teacher, you know, every day I would be going and, you know, you would be hoping that you're planting seeds and that these children would turn their hearts to God and whatever. But, you know, I 
won't know that until maybe later or whatever. Um, and so, wow. yeah. Preach it, teacher. Preach it. <laughs> preach it, teacher. No, that, that's... I, I was going to... I don't know if you have anything else no, to add yeah, to that's, that. No, yeah, that's just rich. That I mean, that should really be um, the bow on the study and i i love that that's a good way to go god said in isaiah 55 that his word will never return unto him void mm. this is this is more than three thousand or so years later we are still reading the prophecies of jeremiah mm-hmm. and there's still practical aspects of this so jerry w- when we see him in when we see him in heaven yes we'll be like man your tears your sorrows your heart brokenness it was not in vain mm-hmm. god used it to plant seeds to bring hope to the to the to the people in Babylon, but to bring hope. But to- it's sorry, keep going. No, but, but and all but really, what it's done is it's brought hope to many people generations That's later, it. not necessarily in his time That's frame, it. because here it is in God's word, and we are reading it now. Some how many years later? Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. Well, um, for your reading for this next week, you want to read Lamentations 1 through to Ezekiel 17. And if you have any questions while you're reading, please text them to 954-388-8780. And we will be answering them on our next episode that's going to be airing next Sunday evening on plantationsda.com. TV um, or on our YouTube channel. Um, so definitely sign into that and throw your questions out there because we want to hear from you, our viewers. So thank you for joining us here today with uh, Bible Unmasked, and we will now close with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, this has been a rich time of studying your word and getting some clarity on those questions that we have. And um, we thank you for the wisdom that you've put in us for our understanding, but may we continue to receive that. May we continue to be um, blessed by your word. And um, I pray for all those who are viewing and those who may view even later at another time. May you continue to water their hearts with your word. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible and Must. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30pm for our weekly discussion. From Genesis all the way through to Revelation, let's read the entire Bible in 2021 with the Bible Unmasked.